everybody. Welcome to Media Review Pod, a variety podcast of discussions, opinions, and interviews focusing on the entertainment side of media. My name is Richard Santiago, and today we'll be talking about the new Marvel Studios film, Captain Marvel. It was written by Anna Bowden, Ryan Fleck, and Geneva Robertson Dwarit, and directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. As always, you can tweet at us using the Twitter handle at MediaReviewPod and the hashtag MediaReviewPod. You can also send us an email at MediaReviewPod at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions. And you can also leave a voicemail at our phone number, 407-603-5847. Here with me today to discuss Captain Marvel, among other things, is a returning guest we had for our Halloween discussion I'm talking about teacher, professor, journalist, Aurora Lidia Dominguez. Welcome back to the pod. Hi, thank you so much for having me back. It's so such an honor. Yeah, well, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. And um, so I know you're a very big fan of superhero movies. So oh, we just amazing fan. <laughs> we just had to have you on. Um, yes. So let me just do a rundown of what we're going to do today. We'll be talking a little bit about uh, the Oscars. Um, things that have helped us procrastinate these past few days and the film Captain Marvel. But before we do all that, I figured that um, I would talk to you a little bit about what you've been up to with Frolic. Yes, so I um, I do, I, I'm very involved with Frolic Media. They're a publication based out of Los Angeles, California. Um, and I am their young adult book um, specialist. Uh, so pretty much I have been interviewing authors, reading books, reviewing books, which we will talk about more when we talk about how I procrastinate. Yes. Um, um, it's just a wonderful thing to be a part of because it's just a way for me to let people know about what books are coming out and let people know about what amazing authors are out there. So I pretty much write for them every week. Okay. And do you have a specific... Um website where your stuff is is located yes of course the website is frolic.media so and everybody can go check it out um we also have um uh, two amazing social media channels instagram and twitter you can find us at on frolic all right now, um, how did you become involved with them? So I wrote for J14 Magazine. I was one of their editors, and I was also one of the writers for Just Jared Jr. And their editor was like, hey, do you want to contribute about books? So I started writing for them about a year ago when she suggested I hop on board. So as a teacher journalist, I bring a lot of that experience into the classroom because my students are learning about new media. Um especially with what we're doing right now, you and I, the podcasting, and what a lot of students are realizing is that media is evolving. So Frolic is a great way to showcase that to students because it's more of a weekly kind of quick blog. There's also videos, there's social media. Um, and I bring that into the classroom because they get to know about how media is changing. It's no longer just a magazine or a newspaper. Is there a specific day in the week that your articles come out? Yes, they come out Saturdays and Sundays, actually. Today, my column for uh, my column, Love YA, which is the top books of the week, um, came out. It comes out every Sunday. And then every Saturday, my interviews come out 
in the um, early afternoon. So for the audience out there, you can find it at frolic.media. Can they can they search your name and then? Yes, they can okay. search my name and all my articles come out. Okay. Yes, yes, Sweet. 100%. All right. 100%. So, so her name is Aurora Lidia Dominguez and you can find it on frolic.media. All right, so um, let's move on to what's helping us procrastinate these past few days. Procrastination, much needed, you know, like we (laughs) need that time to rest. I know, I know. So um, you you were telling me about this book called Girl, Wash Your Face. What's what's that all about? Okay, so I am, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I am not a big self-help book reader. Right. I tend to read more fantasies. I I tend to read more contemporary i tend to read other things but my good girlfriend um gave me this book it was actually a gift um and it's a book called girl wash your face by rachel hollis and she's actually an influencer and she's actually like a blogger and i was like okay i'm a little i was a little bit leery because i didn't really know a lot about her background but i picked up the book and let me tell you, it wasn't I, it wasn't necessarily a five star read, but it was more of a four star read in the sense that it was fun, it was quick, um, it w- it had to do with a lot of real you know real real things things that women deal with, okay. like um, being hard on themselves when it comes to their career, um, pretty much being a mom or wanting to be a mom. Um, it, she spoke a lot about like career relationships. Like it was a very real book and the way she focused her chapters were with lies you tell yourself. So maybe you tell yourself you are not a good friend, or maybe you tell yourself you're not a good mom and how she herself beat those lies. Because, you know, we all have that little voice inside our head, um, that tells us we're not good enough or we're doing something wrong. (laughs) So it was honestly a very surprising read. I, I She told me, look, Aurora, I know you're not big on these self-help books, but it's actually a really fun book. And I read it in about two days. It was a quick read, you know, just dropped it in my purse, took it with me. And Rachel Hollis is pretty well known in the industry. Like she has a website. She has a self-help web. She recently had a movie, actually that she had in theaters, which was just her giving speeches to women about how they can better themselves. Okay. Um, it was interesting. I I don't know if, if it's something that's for everybody, but I do feel like it's a quick little book that if you feel kind of down on yourself, you can pick up and get some advice. Is it more geared towards women? Yeah, it was targeting. It was mostly targeted to women. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, like I mentioned, like I'm more of a, I'm going to read to escape rather right. than read to think about the things that I'm doing wrong in my life or that I could do better. <laughs> um, but this was the type of book that, you know, it's a good read and it does help you evaluate certain things. And it does help you tell yourself, look, I shouldn't be lying to myself. I shouldn't be telling myself that I'm not good enough or that I'm not doing well in my life because everything comes at everybody's own time. Right. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's something that helped me procrastinate. And it was kind of like a fun little book to read. So I do recommend it to anybody that just feels kind of like low and maybe needs a little pick me up. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a sense of comedy. So it was very comedic. Um, so, yeah, I was I didn't I, I did not. It was not something I bought. OK, um, it was more of a gift. So I, I was like, sure, I'm going to give it a shot. And you know how that happens when somebody gives you something 
and you're like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I don't regret it. It was actually a pretty good book. All right. Yeah. So recommend? I recommend. Okay, yeah, great. definitely. All right. Now for a little bit of Oscar talk. So the, the Oscars yes. came and went, and I just want to touch base did with you, you. Did you watch the whole thing? I literally watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I did. Yeah, I did. Um, I loved it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was rooting for some movies, and I was just curious what, if any of the people you were rooting for came out the winners. You know what? To be honest with you, as the superhero fan, I was very happy to see Black Panther yes. be represented. Yes. I was thrilled, especially with so it was just so thrilling to me to see them be so excited and just get those awards. You know, um, I was rooting for Black Panther. Um, I love that they won the costume award. Mm -hmm. So that was awesome. Um, you know what? I was I did you watch Bohemian Rhapsody? I did not. No, I, I... Okay, so I did, and I enjoyed it, but I wasn't thinking it was like a best picture sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I was happy that he won the best actor because he was just really good at it. Like, it was just... I felt like he poured his heart and soul into the role. Mm -hmm. The movie was not earth-shattering to me. That's my personal experience, but him as an actor, he really focused on his um, role. So I was happy to see how humble he was mm. when he got his award. Yeah, so that I, was interesting. I've heard from from a lot of people the same thing that the the movie is is not spectacular, but no, um, not. Pa pairing exactly. his acting with with the uh, awesome music is well worth it. Yeah, his so. acting was fabulous. Like he deserved that win. I, I feel like he did. The movie was not earth shattering, but it was mm -hmm. still a fun watch. Yes. Okay. Well. Um, you know, I know most people were pulling for Roma, uh, and I was. Yes, I was, a lot of people were. I, I was yes. definitely not in that camp. Um, Me neither. I, I Let respect, me join you right in there. I respect the movie yes. as an interesting work of, of film and art, but definitely not my favorite. Um, and people in the audience can find what I have to say about the movie in one of the episodes. And what was something you were rooting for? My, my top things that I was rooting for were Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I think is oh, one of the most... Oh, that I was so happy. Yeah, I think it's one yes. of the most thrilling and inventive animated movies in a while. I was also rooting for Black Klansman as Best Movie and Director um, because, I mean, it's, it's Spike Lee's first nomination for a director. He's one of the mm -hmm. most influential black directors out there. And I think that the script is pretty spot on. Mm -hmm. um, the mm -hmm. movie delivers as both a, a, a ridiculous story with very funny moments and yeah. a, a reminder that stupid as it may sound or look, race, mm -hmm. the race issue in this country still lingers um, in a very palpable way. And that's something that needs to be showcased yeah. in film. You know what I'm talking about? Like, people need to be aware of that. Yep. <laughs> and lastly, yeah. uh, Black Panther, like I told you before. And Black Panther? Yes, I all the so way. Happy. I, I, I'm so probably happy. And I'm probably a little bit biased on this one, but, um, man, it was really exciting to, to get to see it take home some of those statues. Um, the director, Ryan Coogler, is, um, he's, a, he's a fellow USC graduate, um, and mm -hmm. to see his team succeed like this makes me feel very proud um and he made oh, he made a movie that. that not only worked as a very entertaining entry in the mcu but also a a great story of uh abandonment identity and a nation that's grappling with the idea that in the end we reap what we sow 
So um, very, very excited for that. And I, regarding the, the, the show as, as a whole, um, I didn't really mm -hmm. mind that it didn't have uh, a host. Me too. So many people were talking about like, oh no, we're concerned. There's no host. There's no, there's no follow through. And you know what? I did not mind. I feel like it stood well on its own. Okay. So that's uh, Oscar talk. And as far as me, what I've been uh, doing to procrastinate, um, I was going to go more into detail about leaving Neverland. Um, oh, but I'll keep yeah. it brief. So first off, it was so disturbing that I just, I couldn't watch it in one sitting. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. It was so hard for me to, I have not finished it. Like I haven't. Yeah, like, well, it's been hard. For yeah. those of you who, who out there who know me can confirm that um, when I start watching something, I just power through it. I, I don't talk. I uh, I don't pause it. I don't go to the restroom. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. I just finish it. You just go through it. You but with it. this, I couldn't. It's it's so sad. It's so graphic and disturbing. Oh. That, I mean, you need to line your guts with extra strength kaopectate in order to stomach this. That's hard. Um, That's hard. Now, I agree. What I what I did find interesting is. Um, is the way that this documentary is narrated. It, it has the two survivors and their families. And, you know, that's all it takes. And, yes, it has some TV interviews and some news reporting. But most of them, uh, it's it's just them talking to us and taking us through this horrible story. Um, and, yeah, it's a <laughs> cautionary tale about... The, the seduction of celebrity and, and, and role models. And how role models are represented and you really don't know, like, the background. Right. You know, like, because you don't know the background. You don't know what's out there. So, all in all, I think it was a pretty solid doc. Um, you know what? My only quibble with it is the excessive use of drones. I don't know if you noticed this, but they, they use yeah, dr drone footage yeah. to, to have these sweeping uh, uh, panoramic shots and... It, it's drone. fine, but it's. I, I would say that fifty percent of the footage in this doc is drone shots, and it just drove me nuts. Um, but anyway, that's that's that. Uh, so yeah, that's I got it. Finding, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not finding Neverland, <laughs> leaving Neverland. Yeah, <laughs> leaving Neverland. Uh, yeah. You can find that on HBO. It's uh, HBO streaming yeah, right now. Totally. Uh, so totally. lastly, before we go to Captain Marvel, let's. Talk briefly about Alita Battle Angel. Which, Alita, I yeah. know I had a double feature week. Nice. I watched Alita and then I watched Captain Marvel. Yeah, well, I think this movie uh, pairs nicely with Captain Marvel. It right? did. It was such. I feel like I had a kick-ass like female week. You know, <laughs> just like, just like I was like, wow, these characters are cool. Like, I don't know, Alita. I found it to be a cool movie. Yeah. Like, she was just edgy. Um, it was fun, and, and you know, James Cameron and just a lot of people that were behind it. I feel like the graphics were gorgeous. Like, mm -hmm. that's how I feel about it. Um, and she was just a cool character. Like, I feel like like Alita grew with the character. Um, and I, I don't, like, the one hang-up I have with it, I don't know if I really loved the way it ended and kind of left us. But mm -hmm. besides mm -hmm. that... You. The ending was a little bit disappointing to me because I was like, damn it, like, why did this happen? I don't want to give any spoilers, but mm -hmm. um, it just left me a little bit, like, wanting a little more towards that ending. Um, but Alita herself, her attitude, the way she was, her heart, her experience, um, her, her will to be this character, like, I thought it was pretty cool. 
Didn't it feel to you like a like a YA story? It did totally as a YA reader and writer. Like it felt very young adult. Okay. Um, and it and it felt very much like catering to younger crowds. Don't you think? Like it was yeah. catering more to that like high school, um, high school kid, yeah, teenagers uh, with uh, hormones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All that like little romance, like mm-hmm. romance thrown in action. Um, I'm going to go against the rules and just do what I need to do sort of thing. Like that was definitely the way it was going. So Alita Battle Angel is uh, Robert Rodriguez's latest film. It's based on a script from James Cameron and adapted from a, from a manga series. Um, yes. So my thoughts, uh, I think the effects were amazing. Uh, the yeah, visu- that's beautiful yeah, visual effects yeah, visual. and I'm not talking about set extensions or the motorball sequences I'm referring to Alita herself because um, she is a completely CG character and she looks so good I mean there are moments where, where it still looks uh, a little funky but overall this is I think a step forward in, in a world where Actors can look however they want. I mean, changing from a man to an ape like Andy Serkis does in the Planet of the Apes movies, that, that's one thing. Those movies are pretty awesome the way they did it. But to create an entire CG humanoid with real looking eyes, because yes. that's where yes. that's where we fall into that uncanny valley, right? Oh my right? God, her eyes. Yeah, her it's, eyes it's were... those eyes that make it come alive. I mean, think about, think about other movies um, where you have CG characters, maybe... Uh, like uh, the Polar Express or Beowulf. If you look at the eyes in those characters, they're kind of dead. They are. But here, I I think Mm -hmm. they nailed it. Um, You have close-ups to those eyes in this movie and they look pretty photoreal. Um, And you you compare this to what they did in in Rogue One with Grand Moff Tarkin and this is night and day. Yes. Night and day. Granted, you know, Peter Cushing was a real person and, and we know how he looked like, but still, I, I, I just think mm-hmm. that, um, the way they did it here was very, very convincing. Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited to, forward. yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, the next, mm-hmm. the next step. Um, so as yeah, far as story goes, um, it was, it was kid friendly. Yeah, it, it was, was it was, friendly story. it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. You know, the, 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 but the visuals, I agree with you. Like it was cute. Her character was strong, but it wasn't like an earth-shattering story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, th- yeah. Th- there were moments where I sometimes wasn't understanding the motivations of some of the characters, especially with the whole um, love story. Um, yeah, agreed, agreed. But I just, I just wanted more from, from her. You know, Amnesia can be a tough nut to crack, and um, we'll, we'll get some of this as well in Captain Marvel, but the difference here yeah. is that Alita uh, is basically a blank slate, and we discover the world at the same time that she does, right? And this is mm-hmm. tough, especially in a movie that takes, what, four or five days? I mean, time here is a little funky. So Wait. the information we yeah. get versus the time that goes by just doesn't make so much sense. Um, but anyway, you know, it's a fun movie. Uh, fun action fun. scenes. Um, I went with a girlfriend. We had like, a good girls night. Right. It was just a fun Did movie. you see it in 3D? You know, it was- I saw it in 3D. Okay. Yeah, did you? Yes, yes. And I think the 3D was spectacular. Worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. It was beautiful. All right. So that's that's our talk uh, for Alita. If uh, if you guys uh, like um, action movies and you want to see how uh, CG has uh, evolved, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you can catch it in theaters right now. All right. So let's 
dig into our feature segment, a discussion of Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel. Now, here is a brief synopsis from Wikipedia and IMDb. Set in 1995, the story follows Carol Danvers as she becomes Captain Marvel, one of the universe's most powerful heroes, when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. Um, now, I have to say, it makes me smile to see how well this movie is doing in the box office. Have you seen the numbers? Yes, I have. It's insane. It's basically telling all those trolls out there to suck it. And every girlfriend I talk to and every male, like, it doesn't matter. This movie is transcending anything that has to do with gender. Yeah. Like, they're just like, they love it. You know, people are loving this movie. Yeah, I don't get all the vitriol against this movie, especially before it even oh came out. Oh my God, out. have you noticed, like... My husband was really upset because he told me, Aurora, you got to realize, like, there's trolls trying to drown the movie in Rotten Tomatoes. Well, it's maybe men with inferiority complex. I don't know. Yes. But look, as of today, it's made $155 million domestically. And $455 million worldwide. And in a weekend. I know. Let's talk seriously about this. This is just the weekend. Yep, yep. Um... And let me tell you, it was just a gorgeous film. I went all out. I had my Captain Marvel jacket on. I went to my movie. I was like, I need to, I'm going to represent. And I was walking around that theater. People telling me that's a cool jacket. Yeah, and it just I saw it. Like it was. Cool, yeah, and it just created, <laughs> it just created like a sense of community in the theater because everybody there was there for her. Mm-hmm. They were there for her character. And Oh my God, let's talk about that beginning when the Stan Lee dedication came out. Oh yeah, that was nice, right? Let me tell you, the theater where I went to, people started applauding. Yeah, and mine too. The whole theater applauded. Um, And then, you know, his cameo in the film was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Short and and simple, but yeah, to the point. Short, simple, and cute. And I felt like I was throwing it back. I mean, we're, what, class of 99? Yes, we are, guys. (laughs) Um, and all that music just brought me back, like no doubt. And just everything that was be- Nine Inch Nails, her Nine Inch Nails shirt. Like, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. The Bloodbuster video. Um, I don't know. It was just campy. It was fun. It, and I love that her character was just a strong female character. Um, and she was not over-sexualized. She was just herself. Um, there was no love story. Did you notice? Well, th- I wouldn't say that. I think there was a love story, but it's not a love story, um, you know, like male-female love story. It was just two girls who were buddies. And yes, and the love that they shared for each other, the friendship that they shared for each other. Like, you got it. So it wasn't like this romantic relationship between like a woman and a male. It was more like two women that supported each other. Right. Exactly. So there was, there was that. I just loved it. I thought it was just so good. <laughs> And I was not bored. I just found myself having a, a lot of fun with this movie. You know, mm-hmm. it was just really, really good. Yeah. Well, really, I don't, really I don't think um, that you necessarily need to have seen all the MCU films to date to enjoy this no. movie. But I mean, it does help, especially if you've seen Avengers: Infinity War. So, um, yes. I would, I would warn our listeners that we might spoil <laughs> some discussions. Yeah, warning, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
any any other thoughts without spoilers uh, for the movie? Without spoilers, um, I really um, once you begin to watch the movie, I really enjoyed the action sequences. What did you think? I love the action sequences, like her fighting, like just the way she was like representing herself. I thought that was great. I thought that was great. Well, um, let me see. As far as fighting sequences go, I think my favorite was the train sequence. That was Yay! pretty cool. But overall, I, I overall, um, I wasn't really a fan of of the action sequences. But we'll, we'll get to that late, later in spoilers. Yeah, we'll get to I'll, that. I'll explain to to you why. Um, anything else? Mm-hmm. No spoilers. No spoilers. That's about it. Okay. We'll keep it there. <laughs> All right. So my thoughts. No spoilers. Um, I'm gonna tell you up front. I'm a I'm a big fan of these movies. I own some of them. Um, Marvel Me Studios, too. I think, has been able to take this genre and they basically redefined it to what we think of it today. I mean, they've been able to bridge storylines in a way that could only be done maybe in crossover TV shows. Got it. Um, yes. And it's all heading toward the big showdown in a couple of months with Avengers Endgame. Which comes out in oh, theaters. Oh God, we need to reconnect for that. Yes, going to be a big one. But till that's then, we have one. you know we have this movie, we have yes, Captain Marvel. We have time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I was really pumped to watch this movie. Um, the mid-credit yeah. scene in Infinity War promised us some Captain Marvel and um, prompting pr- prompting us to basically infer that she would be an important figure in the next Avengers installment. And not only that, I mean, this is the first movie in the MCU to feature. Uh, a female superhero. You know, Correct. It, it only took 21 right. films, but they got there. <laughs> but they got there. Yeah. And you know what I love? Like, yeah. the support that's been a- across the universe, like the DC universe, like Patty Jenkins was mm-hmm. tweeting at Brie Larson, um, like, telling her congrats, like, you did so great. Like, I just love that female, like, that support, you know, because she was the Wonder Woman. Yes. Um, um, she was director. And so it was, yeah. yeah, the director. So it's been... It's been great to see that support, and, and I, I think it's important to have these characters, you know, for the younger generation, and, and it's just, it's great. Like, it was just really cool. So, um, I was pumped, and I even made an effort to get a seat in a Dolby Cinema. I don't know if you've been in one of these. I've been to those. Those okay. are wonderful. So, for yes. those of you yes. who have not been into a Dolby Cinema, I highly recommend it. Um, it has great sound with Dolby Atmos. It has a great projection with Dolby Vision, and the seats tremble with the sound. Um, they so you feel everything. Yeah, they actually vibrate, everything. and it's you know it's not constant. It's it's not distracting or, or annoying. It's just enough to give you that you know that extra umph while watching the movie. So um, that was great. And after two hours and twenty minutes, I came out of this movie thinking that it was a fun ride. Um, it's, it's, it's not what I expected. Literally. Yeah. Exactly. yeah it's not, it's not Literally. what I expected. Yeah. Um, I don't think I, I liked it as much as you did, but, um, yeah. it was very entertaining nonetheless. I think Brie Larson is great and her, she was her, wonderful. Oscar winning. Too. I, she's, she's I, know. Awesome. I know, I know. Yeah. And her pairing with, uh, with Samuel L. Jackson, I think it just mm-hmm. worked. They, they clicked. And speaking, speaking of, of Sam Jackson, the best visual effects of all modern history has to be his de-aging. I mean, forget the spacecrafts, yeah. forget the, the 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 blasters and the far-off planets and Captain Marvel's rainbow-shooting hands. Forget about that. Young Nick Fury is, I think, the best thing this movie has. 
Um, him yeah, and maybe yeah. the cat. <laughs> oh, Goosey. I love Goosey, but um, I'm a cat owner and lover. Yeah, so yeah. I was like all about You're Goosey. biased. Yeah. I'm biased. My bias is right there, guys. Yeah. I also uh, liked uh, Carol's relationship, like we talked about with, with her friend Maria. Um, and they, yeah. they have a scene together just sitting on a table and... You know that made their connection come alive. So I, I really, I really, really like that scene. Um, there are yeah. metaphors galore here regarding womanhood and feminism, which I think yeah. were handled pretty well for the most part. Um, there are twists and turns that you don't see coming, and others that you do, which we can talk about mm -hmm. later. The yeah, the soundtrack, 100%. like you were saying, the soundtrack is oh, uh, really fun. You know, you and I were basically teenagers at the time that this movie is set. Uh, so yeah. the songs featured here are basically our soundtrack during that time. Now I do I do have to say, you know, setting this in the '90s felt a little bit strange to me. I I don't know about you, but yeah. I was looking forward to seeing the world as it was back then and getting the feeling that I felt when I saw something like Stranger Things. You know, to me, what was great about yeah. Stranger Things um, when I first saw it was that I I never felt like they were forcing the era on me. Uh, the show basically lives in the 80s. Here it was more like shoving it. Like they were like, here's the 90s, take so, it. So, um, like the 90s were very prevalent. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it was t maybe, maybe too prevalent. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Th there were, there were, there were nods to the 90s, but then there were some overt nods to the, uh, to the 90s. And I was like, dudes, I get it. We're in the 90s. I, I get it. <laughs> Um, you don't have to put it over my head. You don't have to hit me over the head. Right, with it. We right, get it. right. So some of them were just, you know, really on the nose. Um, but we can leave that for spoilers. Um, then there's the amnesia part of the plot um, that for me takes yeah. maybe too long to come to fruition. But, you know, once that third act kicks in, things just start moving again. And it does get a lot exciting after that. It gets a lot more to the point. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. And did you stay? Did you stay for the credits? Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get to that. Uh, I was just yeah, going to yeah, say that I something stayed. that um, may, maybe left me a little bit disappointed was, um, you know, this is a space trotting story. And I didn't feel that was nearly as inventive or, or mm, maybe visually stunning as, say, the Guardians movies. Oh God, Guardians is gorgeous. Yeah, what a so, beautiful movie. so uh, it was. I was left a little, yeah. a little wanting from that uh, department. Um, and yeah. maybe, maybe my main issue is a script and its pacing. Maybe. Um, mm -hmm. Well, we, we we can get to that later. It was a very simple script. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It wasn't overbearing. It was just simple. Yeah, but you know, all in all, I had I had loads of fun and. Me you know too. what? I, I just hope, had a blast. I just hope to see what else Brie Larson can do in the MCU with Captain Marvel. Yes, one hundred percent. I want to. I want to see her keep doing this and see where she goes with it. Yes. All right. So let's do spoilers right now. Go. Okay. So I totally my booty stayed for the end credits. And <laughs> how fun was that? How fun was that? Like I loved. I mean, that was just fun. Because I am so excited for Endgame. Oh, yeah. Um, I am highly, highly looking forward to it. And you know there's been talk about how the film is going to be like three hours long. But just the fact that it is pretty much confirmed that she's going to be there. Mm -hmm. like there's going to be some sort of... She's 
going to be a part of this universe. Like she'll be, I mean, that's just wonderful to me. Um, I, I'm just so excited to see what she can do um, paired up with like Captain America and Black Widow. Like I'm just so excited to see that. How about you? Yeah. And the, the exciting thing is that I'm pretty sure that this is a scene from the movie. I mean, we're not just getting yeah. uh, a, 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 a mid credit yeah. sting just, just for the heck of it. No, no, no. This is basically a scene from the movie. It felt like part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that was really like exciting. Yeah. Uh, to see her everybody interact with Everybody was so excited them. in my theater. Like, they stayed. And everybody was like, Well, you know, you know what? You so know what? Cool. Let, let me tell you something. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people did stay for the end. And mm-hmm. when, when Captain Marvel appeared at the end, some people yeah. gasped. And, yeah, you know, it, 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 uh, it, it made me realize that you and I are basically immersed in this universe. So we know that it's going to happen. We know that she's going to appear in, in Endgame. But there are a bunch of people who don't. Yeah, they didn't know. <laughs> so it was surprising. And um, I don't know, it made me smile to, 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 to have people... Uh, be surprised by this. Um, yeah. It reminded me yeah. of um, when I used to watch trailers back when I was a mm-hmm. kid, before before oh. internet trailers, where you just went to see a movie, right? And then this trailer came up of a random movie you had no idea was coming, and it just blew you away. Yeah. Um, that's that's how I think they felt. So, okay, so any any other spoilers? Let me see other spoilers. Okay, there's one scene that I adored. And um, I know you told me that some of the scenes, like when it comes to fighting, mm-hmm. like maybe you were not like super impressed, but I was impressed by some of them, not all of them. But Jude Law's character, man, he looked scary, right? Wasn't he like kind of, like Jude Law looked different in this movie. Yeah. Is it just me? Yeah, no, he was chewing he up the different. scenery. He was good. He was on it. Yeah. And then... um. There's this one, like, towards the end, there's this scene where she's kind of, like, all over this, and, and they're fighting, and he's like, no, you, you got to fight me without, you know, no, you got to keep it real. You can't fight me with, like, all your your sh- your blast and uh-huh, everything. Uh-huh. And then she blasts him away, and she's like, no, I don't care. I have nothing to prove to you. Right. That, to me, was so powerful, and it was just like, she's like, I don't have anything to prove to you. This is who I am. Um, well, you know, that, that falls like that into show. that falls into all these metaphors um, that I was yes, telling yes. you about. So um, Jude about. Law, mm-hmm. Jude Law is always telling her uh, to suppress her feelings, right? That's her emotions. Yeah, Correct. her emotions, Correct. right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, very true. Very and true. you know, I'm thinking maybe this is something that women hear all the time. You have all to control your feelings, control your emotions, mm-hmm. keep it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was a really nice, uh, way of expressing that, that she just blasts him and says, whatever. Um, She's like, whatever, dude, I don't have anything to prove to you. Exactly. (laughs) But like, to be honest with you, like women do hear that a lot as a woman. Like we hear that a lot, like, oh, your emotions are taking the best of you. And it's kind of like, wait a second, like, stop, like we just do our thing, you know? And I just think a lot of women can relate to that. A lot of people that might get emotional once in a while, like, yeah, it happens. But she just, she, she, she has good, I feel like Captain Marvel herself has good advice. She's a good character um, for, for strength, no matter what gender you are. I don't feel like this is a gender film. Um, 
I feel like yes, it showcases some sort of girl power, um, but it's it's I I know guys that watch the film and they're like, wow, she's a strong character, yeah, you know, and and it's just it's just uh, it's just the strength of the character, like the strength of you as a person. It just brings out that inspiration. Yeah, and um, it also shows it also shows there's a scene where um she's been captured. And they're trying yeah. to figure yeah, yeah, out yeah. her memories, right? And she has her 100%. arms strapped to to these metal rods. Yes, right? I remember that. Um, scene. And it's mm-hmm. it's almost like uh, having a, a woman with with her arms tied behind her back. Um, yep. And, and even 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 though she she does have her hands tied, she's able to kick everybody's butt. Um, I know. I love that. That was great. So yeah, that was yeah, another nice uh, powerful, metaphor. Um, and the bike scene where, where the guy tells her to smile. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was great. Yeah. And wasn't that, that that, was, wasn't that one of the pet peeves from, from the online trolls that uh, Captain Marvel was not where, smiling? Where, they put, where Brie Larson put smiley faces on all the Avengers <laughs> on the posters. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. Because they were telling her that she wasn't smiling enough. And she's like, whatever. I'm going to put smiles on Captain America and Iron Man. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, that was one of the man. The trolls, I'm telling you, trolls are vicious. They're everywhere. Now, um, definitely. W- one of those womanhood references that um, didn't quite work for me was that fight scene at the end where uh, they they play "I'm Just a Girl." From, yeah, that was a yeah. And don't get me wrong, I like the song. I like the song. Um, but it it, it it was cute, but it was a little too like in your face. It's so on your nose. Yeah. If if the fight scene would have been better, maybe because I was thinking, all right, well, this means that uh, we're gonna have this awesome choreography, and but no, it's just a regular, you know, just regular run of the mill fight scene. Songing as like irony, you know what I mean? It was a little too ironic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So, so the action for me overall um, was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and I would say regarding the 90s references, I, I like, um, I like the blockbuster, which is fine. Uh, when she oh, falls into the, poster. yeah. Did you notice the smashing pumpkins poster yes. behind her? Yeah. Like, oh That's... my God. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> so you have smashing pumpkins and you have true lies and you have radio shack and you have the flannel plaid shirt and dial up and Alta Vista search engine and. <laughs> I think that's maybe too much. You know, I get it. The nineties—they they, they threw it in our face. They threw it in our face. Yeah, they're saying, they okay, like, the nineties is so retro, but you know, they constantly oh point God. it out. And, and let me tell you, as a high school teacher, uh-huh. I'm gonna—I love that you said the nineties are so retro, because I want you to know, my ninth and tenth graders are obsessed with Friends, the TV show. <laughs> they think it's so edgy and so cutting edge and so nineties, and they think they're so cool. Because they're watching a 90s TV show. Okay. So, yes, the 90s have become cool. Have you told them <laughs> that you were obsessed with that show? Yes, I have. Okay. And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, guys, this is my thing. And they're like, stop it. Like, I've seen students come into my classroom with friends' T-shirts. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's throwing me back. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the 90s, like, I know my kids, like, my high school, my ninth and 10th graders are going to watch this movie and feel so hip. Right. You know, because it's the nineties, and they're getting so retro. <laughs> right. So I mean, I I don't mind. 
I don't mind the references, um, but this but it, it was, was a lot. too much. I feel like it was overwhelming. Too it much. was overwhelming. Um, yeah, it was overwhelming. You know, just I, mm-hmm. I, I, I keep I, I was I found myself telling the movie just live in the era and let it be. You know, lef- references will come up eventually, but having someone use a, a, a 90s computer with dial-up and grimacing at the <laughs> fact that it's taking a long-ass time, um, yeah, uh, fact of life in the 90s. It's a lot. Uh, it's you know, a lot. internet was slow, but um, I felt like the filmmakers were seeing, ha, huh, you see, you see, we're in the 90s, and it's funny because they're alien race, and, and, and um, they use far better tech <laughs> And we're people of the 21st century who know how slow it was. So it's funny, right? Look how funny I it is. I know. It was like they were, sh- it was like they were like putting uh, the 90s in our head. Not, a fan, like, go not back, a fan of that. Go back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so regarding the script and the pacing, you know, it starts off in a way that you're not used to uh, really. Um, and if, 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 uh, if you're not up to the MCU movies, maybe you're going to be a little bit lost. Um, because yeah. it's just a bunch of galactic talk. Did you talk. feel like the pacing was a little quick paced or did you feel like it was steady um, for the film? Well, the beginning was really fast, but all jumbled up. Yeah. Um, and it then was. It, was. it kind of got a little bit slower when... In the middle. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right in, in the, the middle. middle. It was kind of kind of, slow. Then the third act picks up. Um, yeah. Where we're. Uh, so it had, I felt like it had like that little lull in the middle, mm-hmm. and then it picked up towards the end. I agree. Right. So, um, you know, MC, the MCU has been able to bring the galactic part of the MCU into the fold of the rest of the grounded quote unquote movies, and so now we we look mm-hmm. at this one and we're kind of we kind of get how it works. But if you're not. Uh, if you if you don't know where it's going, if if you're not um, versed in this whole galactic talk, you're gonna be a little bit lost. Yeah, um, you might get a little. And I had, you know, I, honestly, I had a, a hard time just keeping up with the with the scrolls and the Cree and the blue blood. Um, so there's oh, yeah. that, and you know, the story doesn't really kick in until she crash lands on Earth, and then it picks up yeah. steam after that, and it's all fun and chases. Um, but I think I think with the script, my main issue is that we don't get to 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 understand who Carol is. I think she's a little bit underdeveloped. Um, now, this movie she's also serves. Well, yeah, she's still mystery. Right. Mm-hmm. So this movie also serves as a, a mini origin story for Nick Fury. Um, you know, yeah. the thing yeah. is, we we kind of already know where that leads us. We know who Fury is. So this is just icing on the cake. But our main character has just. You know, a bare bones story, which is fine. I mean, I, I I'm okay with it not being a straightforward uh, telling of but her I story. But I want to know more. It left me wanting to know more about this um, character with the film, right. film oriented. Yeah. Well, what I know? felt is that Brie Larson she made a meal out of out of a snack. Um, yeah, she did. Now it could be that getting Fury stuff in there could have maybe taken away from me getting to to know who Carol really was. I don't know. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just hoping that we get more in Endgame. That's basically it. Me too. Now, um, about Nick Fury, I I think it was very cool to see him, um, to see who who, who he was before he was affected by by his coming future. 
Um, mm-hmm. and it was great just seeing him cuddling yeah. to that cat. And Annette Benning's character, she was fabulous. Annette Benning, come on, she's just such a great actress. Yeah, and she plays a dual role here. Oh, she did, and she was fabulous. Yeah. Like, I just love her as an actress. She was so good. What about the cat? His name is Goose, I right? I love the kitty, Goosey. Like, oh my uh, God, like Goose in Top Gun? So yeah, Goose was a typical cat, man. They they nailed it. I mean, well, let me tell you um, what I had no I had no idea. You know, I only watch uh, first trailers for movies. I don't watch anything else that comes out. So this was a surprise yeah. for me. I mean, I I saw the cat in the yeah. poster, but um, I never yeah, thought too. that I would end up devouring the tesseract. And then everybody has been like interviewing the cat and like doing memes. <laughs> really? The yeah, I haven't like, seen any of that. Entertainment Weekly. Entertainment Weekly hashtag interviewed the cat i'm like what are you guys doing like it was so funny you gotta find that clip it's funny um but the cat has become like a cult the cat has a cult following now okay oh, like wow so the cat has become like like everybody's obsessed with the darn cat um but i do like the scene with the cat when you know like the tentacles come out and it's like he's attacking everybody mm-hmm. and then samuel l jackson's like oh can you do that again right, um, later right. on and the cat is like because like hell no, I'm good. You know, like that's such a cat thing to do. I just love that. That was so cute. Yeah, well, um, it devours the yeah. tesseract, like I said. Um, yeah, he just oh, that, and then he, the cat is like the end end scene, right? Of like everything. <laughs> so they just end the whole thing with the cat. You know, I just thought that was awesome. Speaking of the tesseract, how did how did you feel of it coming into play in this movie as well? Because it's been in several I movies feel- now. Yeah, it has been. And in this one, I feel like I feel like it 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 was very important for the story in a way because they kind of use that a lot. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think they used it mostly as a MacGuffin because they 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 keep saying that um, that Marvel had this thing that was going to help them with their race, but they didn't really know what it was. And it wasn't until the cat started pawing it. We, yeah. we kind of realize, yeah. oh, wait, wait, what? The Tesseract? It's an issue. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So that was fun. That was a, a fun thing to It was to fun. See. But definitely this is a film that I feel leads really nicely into Endgame. It was also fun to keep track of how Fury lost his eye. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. And then when they bring that little eye box to him, like, hey, we got a little box for you. Mm-hmm. Like, here you go. Pick and an the, eye. The, the, the eventual <laughs> decisive blow for the eye was a cat. <laughs> yes oh my god that was crazy um, they just they went all out they went all out it was good it was good well to sum it up i i, I had a fun ride with the movie um not the awesomeness that i was ex- expecting but um it's definitely it definitely exactly. a worthy entry in the mcu um i agree anything else worthy entry and i worthy entry and i will certainly um, I was talking to some girlfriends today and they're like, we should watch it again. Like, we're literally going to do Girls Night Out and probably watch it again because there's girls that haven't seen it yet. All right. Now, I, I, I hate to do this to you, but I, I yeah, think I have to do it. it. Yes. Where would you put this? Above or below Wonder Woman? Oh, that's tough. I know, you know right? I love me some Wonder Woman. I know, right? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily put it below, but I feel like they're two very different stories. Okay. Um, Wonder Woman, in my opinion, was more of an innocent character because she didn't, she was kind of in that little world, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, with where she didn't know love, she didn't know 
um, feelings. Like she was kind of like repressed in a way. Um, and her whole story had to do with love and getting to know herself. Um, where Captain Marvel, she she just she's just constantly um, from the beginning. She's like fighting for for stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know if I would put it above or beyond. I think they're just two different stories, and I just love them both. Okay. You know? How about you? Do you think it goes above or beyond? Um, well, like you said, uh, very, very different uh, stories. Very different, right? Uh, and ve- very different in the way that, that they are, um, that they're shown. Because they're both origin <laughs> stories, but one is more straightforward than the other. Well, structure-wise, I would say I like Wonder Woman's first and second act better. For me, that movie falls apart in that third act. So I I liked Captain Marvel a lot better in the third act. So as yeah. far as putting one above so maybe the other, we can put them together. Maybe we can like put them together and. <laughs> you know, I think I think I like Wonder Woman maybe a tad bit more because I was hopeful mm-hmm. that that movie would would have made the the DC uh, film universe, universe yeah. whatever they're calling it. Uh, a lot better, and unfortunately, yeah, it didn't. <laughs> it did not. Uh, well, people love Wonder Woman. Yeah, they, yeah. They belong. Yeah, they they watched. So it I was over hoping. I was hoping after that movie, I said, okay, right. So they kind of have uh, uh, the beginnings of what can be a really cool universe here, but uh, they didn't follow through. So anyway, anyway, yeah. Let's not get bogged down into that. But you know what? I am so happy to to wrap it up. Like I'm so happy. That both these films are out there right yes. now. Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, it was needed. It was certainly needed. Um, and it just, they just have empowering stories. And for anybody, um, no matter what gender, like, they just really empower you. And they're just fun. Like, it's, it's just a fun experience to yep. me. So to our mm-hmm. audience, Captain Marvel is in cinemas right now. So go watch it. Go check it out, guys. Uh, you can check out aurora's book stuff just go to frolic.media search for her name frolic.media guys check it out and guys you can tweet at me at aurora miami and you can tweet at us at on frolic all right and you can find us on twitter at media review pod uh using the hashtag media review pod and you can send us emails and questions with uh our email address which is mediareviewpod at gmail.com you can also leave a voice message by calling 407-603-5847 please don't forget to subscribe to our feed and rate and review the pod aurora i want to thank you again for doing this this thank is you great so much. this was fabulous it was a great time so guys thank you so much for having me yes and to all our listeners out there go make something express it live it feel it but please don't forget to breathe till next time we're out